When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tottenham Hotspur 3, Real Madrid 1. Pinch yourself. It well and truly happened. In another night where Maurizio Pochettino's young Spurs well and truly came of age and booked their last 16 place in style, it was most certainly a glory, glory night for our magnificent club. As we have the last word on Spurs in our stoppage time special. Looking for Trippier who's in behind them again. There's another good ball! The deflection, oh he's got it again, the deflection held, there's no doubt about that, the Deli Alley is the talk of the town for Tottenham Hotspur. Ericsson's on his way, Ericsson's on side, Ericsson, 3-0, they're in Dreamland Tottenham now, the European champions have been taken apart at Wembley, and it's Tottenham Hotspur's night in the Champions League. There's the roar, it's an historic night. Hello guys, welcome back to The Last Word on Spurs. As you should know by now, you can follow us across a range of different social media platforms. We are on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. You can also find us on Instagram as well as Facebook. Guys, as you should also know by now, you should be able to hear the show across a variety of different audio platforms. They include Audio Boom, iTunes, SoundCloud and a cast. On tonight's last word on Spurs, we'll be discussing the dismantling of Real Madrid at Wembley. We'll be taking your questions for our panel and finally previewing Crystal Palace this coming Sunday. So, let's introduce the guests tonight. I'm delighted to say we've got Jason McGovern back with us. Jace, how are you after last night? Absolutely delighted, mate, and never any doubt in my mind that we'd absolutely stuff them. No. What about that prediction, though, Jason? Are you going to uh, say a few words on that, what you gave out? Well, I, I think what, what the listeners don't know is that we put our predictions in the hat before we, <laughs> we do them on air. And, and I usually pull out the one. And, and Coetti said, I thought Madrid would win. And I said, look, Coetti, you're the guest, so right. you go for the positive one. And I took <laughs> Coetti's 2-1 defeat prediction. And, right, okay. and that's all that happened. And the listeners just don't understand understand that that's all fair enough fair enough all right then jace um also jordan jace tonight we've got john manning's back on the show john you're gonna be fun this next hour aren't you how are you i was all right until the waft of that bullshit just come through my phone <laughs> <laughs> from what Jay... <laughs> no mate i'm absolutely elated still i i'm struggling to uh i struggled at work today massively just couldn't concentrate on what i should have been doing i just replayed the game over and over in my mind i've watched it again since i got in yeah. It was incredible, wasn't it? It was. Still can't believe it, Johnny. 
It's just crazy. Oh, mate. It is. It is. It's going to take me a little while to get yeah. over this, I think. This is going to be a fun hour in store. I'm delighted to also say, making his debut tonight on The Last Word on Spurs, we've got Michael Bridge, Sky Sports News journalist and writer of the Spurs Annuals. Michael, thanks for joining us tonight. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Thanks, Ricky. Yep, still buzzing from last night. Well, I tell you what, Michael, let's stick with you. What a performance. What a game. I mean, like I've just said, we still can't get over it. Have you yet? No, not at all. I haven't got over it. Um, I'm so proud of them as a team, as a squad, actually, because where I sat, you could still, the subs were jumping up and down, celebrating as well. Um, I haven't got over it. I've enjoyed reading everything I've seen on Twitter, in the papers, online. Um, it was, what they say, a glory, glory night for Tottenham. And for, for fans of a younger generation, they're few and far between over the last 20-odd years. But that really was a special night. And one, you can say, I was there. Yeah, very much. I was there. What a night. What a night. John, to qualify in the style we did with two games to spare, I mean, you've got to say, this is just phenomenal, isn't it, from this young team, John? Yeah, I would say not necessarily completely unexpected that we'd qualify. I always hoped that we would do, but of course, yeah. certainly not after four games. That's just ridiculous. Like it, That was something that passed me by until I was on my way out, out of the stadium. I didn't realise I thought, oh, I'd better check that our Dortmund got on and have a look at the table. And I, I couldn't quite believe it. So we had the you know, the excitement of the performance that we just witnessed. And then also to know that we're, we're through after four games in that you know so-called group of death was just... It just makes it even more fantastic, doesn't it? And then you start hearing things like <clears throat> Real Madrid haven't lost a group game for five years and things like that. And you just think, wow. You know, like, like as Michael just said, you know, it's a glory, glory night and... Uh, I'll certainly be telling the grandkids about that one in a few years' time. Yeah, I mean, just like we've said on this pod, how big this game was going to be. I mean, Jace, it's no secret you came all the way over from Thailand to be here for this game. So to watch it and be there live, what was it like for you? As I know for you, Real Madrid, the, the iconic club they are, for you they're the best in the world. To have dismantled them the way we've done, that's got to surely be up right up there for you in terms of Spurs games. Kai, I mean, I think we'll probably come on to the, the magnitude of it later, but... Mm. Other than that, that Anderlecht night in '84, it's certainly the best one that I've seen. It was it was just a it was a fantastic feeling walking up to the stadium. You know, a real buzz in the air, that that anticipation and everything. Leaving that pub early, making sure you, you know, you, you didn't get held up in the queues trying to get in that stadium, see the warm ups, and and just the whole evening. And you know, <laughs> 65 or 70 minutes in, you're, you're shaking your head as we're giving it the olays. <laughs> watching Kieran Trippier and, oh. and Moussa Sissoko flicking the ball around. And <laughs> you're thinking this, you know, is, is, am I really seeing what, what's happening before my eyes? It's, it was an unbelievable night, unbelievable night. And, um, you know, we, we had that awful night there there last week, didn't we, against West, West Ham. Ham. Yeah. But, but I tell you, what, I wonder if anyone would have swapped those two nights round oh. and said, OK, let's, let's hold on to a 2-0 win against West Ham because it's it's the must-win cup game mm. and, and to hell with next week. But, you know, we'll remember this game. We could have beaten West Ham 3-0 last week and two years later, everyone's forgotten about it. But this one, you know, people will be talking about it in 30, 40 years' time and it's, it'll be etched in the memories of anyone. It's a fantastic night. Yeah. Michael, coming round to you, to qualify from this group in the first place, I mean, that's an impressive achievement. But when many consider it to be the group of death, <clears throat> is it remarkable the way we've done it, so quick, and with games to spare. Absolutely. I mean, you look at other groups, um, Liverpool's 
you know, Liverpool's and Manchester United. I think Tottenham have had tough Europa League groups in the past. <laughs> but talking about Spurs in the groups last season, I think maybe there was a slight bit of arrogance last season when we saw the group. Mm. You know, no one expected Monaco to be that good, to be fair. We had, you know, obviously Lamar and Mbappe. So that's, that's fine. They're an unknown commodity who impressed everyone. Leverkusen, poor performances. Um, so Spartak Moscow, but obviously eventually finishing third. That was a really disappointment. And obviously Wembley, people, the, the players getting used to that. Looking back on it, you know, you could kind of understand a lot of it, in fairness. However, this season, when the draw came out, I said to people, great, nothing to lose. Exactly. The rival, rival yeah. club said, see you, see you in the Europa League in February. It was all set up for Tottenham to be back on a Thursday night and potentially <laughs> having a... I honestly thought there was a possibility of a North London Europa League derby. Honestly, oh, <laughs> stranger things have happened. But so, as you say... I mean, the Dortmund, Dortmund dropping points in both games. Mm, that's incredible, every, isn't it? The last few weeks is yeah. a real shock mm. because even though Spurs beat them on the first night, I still thought Dortmund played some excellent stuff. Yeah. So I was really shocked by those results because every time I was doing the maths, I was always assuming that Dortmund would win those games. But as it got to last night, at the start, uh, before the game started, I was telling people this is the, the position we're in. It's more of a free hit. That's why I wasn't sure about whether we should start Harry Kane. And obviously, it was the right decision. Because even if we had have lost, it wouldn't have been a disaster. But saying all that, four games qualified. Oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well done, Poch. Well done, the players. Well done for, you know, playing so well at Wembley as well. Let's just top the group now. Let's do it. Because um, I'm looking at, you know, teams who could potentially finish second. You know, Spurs could go far in this competition. Yeah, really could, really could. I mean, you've got to say, just the way we've done it as well, with such style. John, I've got to ask you, when the team news came through, we saw Kane starting, Deli Alli returning for his first, well, first Champions League appearance this season. What did you make of the team? Because I think a lot of it was made, the fact that Trippier was starting ahead of Aurea. And I think a lot of people were a little bit concerned by that. But I mean, he certainly dispelled the, the doubters, didn't he, John, on the night? Yeah, he certainly did. I think if you look at that 11, it's probably... The player, the players that have been most informed for each position so mm. far this season were probably the eleven that actually was put together and played. I don't think you can argue that, you know, you look across the back, that's the back five that have consistently put in the best performances individually and as a collective this season. You look in the midfield and you think, well, Ericsson's obviously going to play. Winks, you can't, you know, he, he's got to play at the minute. He's been that good. It was lovely to see Ali... Um, you know, finally get his chance in the Champions League after his ban and do what he did. You know, he's, he, he, I don't, in my opinion, he started the game off fairly sloppily. And the goal, which uh, the first goal came, like, came from a, a ridiculously bad pass from Delhi to Kane, which was so far in front of him. But obviously, end up finishing in the move off and scoring. Obviously, I think what it is, you see Kane on the team sheet, and we've said it before. It gives us a boost. It probably gives the, the, his fellow teammates a boost. And it strikes some degree of fear, even into players like Sergio Ramos, who's been there and done it and seen it all. It must do, because, you know, he's been so good now consistently for the last three years that I wouldn't want to play against him as a centre-half. You know you're going to have a tough night. <laughs> so and true. It, 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 was, it was, yeah, I think I, I had no qualms with the starting eleven, And for the first time this season, probably, and for a long time, you look at the bench and well, you go, wow, there's, that is, there's some talent yeah. on that bench. Well, you're and when right. you compare, yeah. compare ours, I can't believe I'm saying this, but you compare Tottenham's bench <laughs> last night to Real Madrid's and you go, oh. well, ours is by far the stronger bench. Crazy, isn't and it? As the, as the night went on, it became quite clear that 
you know, Zidane didn't have any game changes or really anything to bring off that bench that could have arrested their fall. You know, no. and it was it was, oh, it was a wonderful night. I, it was it was that good. I'll prom I'll tell you now. Someone in North London got pregnant last night. That's how good it was. <laughs> John's back. John is back. <laughs> Jace, coming over to you. I mean, John's taking the words off my script. It, it was one of the strongest Spurs benches in years, wasn't it? Oria, Rose, Dembele, Sissoko, Son, all decent options, Jace, to call upon if required. What do you make of the of the team, Jace, that went out there? Was you pretty happy with it? Yeah, I think so. It was. Was minimal, as as John said, it was a minimal chance, uh, choice between Aurier and Trippier. And I suppose if if you had Moussa Dembele at one hundred percent, you'd have had to make the choice between him and Winks. But I think it, it shows you how uh, how short of fitness Moussa Dembele is. That Moussa Sissoko came on mm. in the twentieth minute rather than it being Moussa Dembele. Yeah. And I think that you know that that highlights the the, the, the fitness issues Dembele's got, but. Yeah, I think it probably was the the strongest side that we could have fielded. But um, you know, you probably didn't build into the equation losing Toby in the twentieth minute, no, and not. you probably didn't build into the equation Hugo being, you know, limping along for the last twenty five minutes. So you know, there's a few issues obviously going forward. But um, it, was, it was just a <laughs> really hard to to calm down from it, isn't it? It was just a fantastic night and. I don't know what to say about it. I mean, it just blew me away. Yeah, I mean, even, me though we've, even though we've had Jace 24 hours to kind of come away, reflect on it, it's such a hard game to put into, you know, into perspective because of the magnitude of the result, the performance. Michael, I've got to ask you, was you not absolutely stunned by the way we started that game? Because we literally, we came out the blocks and we flew at Madrid. It was just, it was wave after wave after wave. And it was almost like Pot saying, do you know what? I'm going to go attacking, and I couldn't care. I'm just going to go for it. It was just—it was so refreshing to watch a Spurs team play like that because there's always been that argument, maybe at Wembley, that we haven't always started games quick. But no doubts about it, Michael. There could be no argument on Wednesday night the way we started that game. It was the way Spurs put teams to the sword at White Hart Lane last season. Mm, yep, battered them. And when the first goal went in, although I went mad as a fan, <laughs> it was expected and it was deserved. Exactly. And. You know, as the clock was ticking in the 90th minute, the game looked over. I was so nervous. I didn't want them to score another because it would have been such an unfair reflection yeah. of the game. 3-1 three, three looks better than 3-2, obviously. Oh, mm. But 3-2 is sounds narrow. You know, it's like when you read the report, when you beat 10-man someone, when the person got sent off on the 88th minute. You know, it's just, <laughs> you know, you get those things. But... It was such a fantastic performance. And you, you, you mentioned about Toby's injury. And I remember saying, uh-oh, because he, the first 10, 15 minutes, he won every header. He's such a class act. But the way Eric Dyer just easily just slotted into that back three, didn't even, you know, he didn't even blink, just went straight back into that back three. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Proud of all of them. Incredible. Yeah, well, tell Michael, just to sit with you for a second, we've got another Michael asking a question. This is from Michael Chivers. I want to get your thoughts on it, Mike. He says, when was the last time you can remember a Spurs team where a player of Toby's stature goes off injured and you're not worried about it? Oh, that's a great question. Isn't it a great question? It's a great question. I mean, I'm only in my early 30s, so I, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I didn't see... What my dad saw, the fifties and sixties side, the eight, the, you know, the the eighties, early eighties rather. So that's a really good question. Uh, when a player of Toby's magnitude goes off, I do feel a bit ooh, and that's mm. why on Sunday, you know, him being out on Sunday makes me feel a little bit nervous, especially with Hugo being out. Mm. These players, but 
the bench, as, as we all said last night, it's strong. These players are desperate to get in that team. There's no attitude. As I said, when they scored, they were all celebrating together. Aurier and Dembele hugged each other. It's fantastic. So you'd expect Aurier to stop back in Sunday, possibly. Maybe Lorente will play a half. You know, Dembele will start. It's a squad. Now, we, a few years ago, when we had the Raffers and, you know, the Bales, Modric, brilliant individuals. Mm. But this is a squad. A squad of real top players. I was worried in the summit, needed a few more bodies. But all of a sudden, players are coming back. Let's keep our fingers crossed we don't get any bad injuries, especially international duty. It's obviously a busy few months, October mm. and November. It's a really talented-looking squad. And you imagine all these players are desperate to get in that eleven. Yeah, they are indeed. Coming over to you, John. As Eric Dyer says, trust in the process. Now, John, you made a couple of comments um, the last time we had you on about Eric Dyer. You were a little bit concerned about, you know, the way he was playing, the attitude. Has he gone along the lines to reassure you, John, in those last couple of performances? Because the last time we spoke to you was back in West Ham. He's played against Man United. It was absolutely brilliant. Bar the year, the lapse in concentration. Last night, I think like Michael just said there, he slotted into that back three. Has he won you round, John at all, Eric Dyer? Well, as we know, really, in private, we do pick comments out of a hat. And I just had to say <laughs> oh, that God. night that Dyer, Dyer hadn't oh. impressed me recently. No, I'm only joking. No. Listen, at the time, mm. it, I weren't digging him out. No, I was just saying, I didn't feel he was hitting the standards he, he'd hit previously. Mm. And I, I reckon, I, I don't know. See, I, I, I still had that the, the vision of Martial just going by him last last weekend. Yeah. As, as you mentioned his name. But last night, he was incredible. He was incredible. Listen, he's an international footballer. He's a class player. But they still have, they're going to have dips every now and then. You know what I mean? We've seen it with... with it happens all the time for every club. You can't be, you know, on it every single minute of every single game. No. I mean, Ronaldo proved that last night, didn't he? Well, he was too busy stropping instead of helping his team out. Like Michael said, <clears throat> you know, they are what Tottenham were in terms of individuals, like that time ago where he mentioned about Modric and Van der Vaart and the like. Whereas, you know, we, we've got a squad now where if a player is, you know, perhaps not performing to his best, it's it's covered by the quality of his teammates and the fact that they seem to all just love each other. It's, it's so good to see. Like, you know, we've seen the pictures now of, like, the reaction from the subs and stuff like that. And it's just, it's fantastic. It's such a, a great time to be a Tottenham fan and even more so to be a Tottenham player. And, you know, I know this is it's easy for me to say now on as I'm on such a high. But you think, like, Recent events, we've had two defeats which are hard to take. Yeah, we've had all the the good and bad press following Guillaume Balaguer's book, and then you see last night, and you go, I still, I still stick with what I said before. <clears throat> if you're a player, you know we our players get linked with clubs every day. But what annoys me is the amount of players that are out there that would absolutely love to play for Tottenham yeah, Hotspur. Exactly, and that is never that side of the argument is never ever mentioned. And those boys we've got there now. They'd struggle to find a unit like we've got at the minute and, a, 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 you know, a coach that we've got, like how we've got with Pochettino. And why would you want to leave? Exactly. Like, I mean, they're loving it at the minute. And I think, you know, getting back to your question, Dyer was superb. Everyone was fantastic last night. But, yeah, Dyer, you know, the way he, he started the game off well, I thought in midfield and probably his game went up a level in defence. There was a part, <clears throat> it was a passage of play in the second half where Trippier... He'd been double teamed a couple of times after Asensio come on and a ball come across and Dyer went mental at him. And you go, 
I love that. That's what you want to see, John, isn't it? That's, that's what, exactly what you were talking about, wasn't it, John? The leader of Eric Dyer. You know, I had yeah. to go to a different player to refer to, but like a Roy Keane, you want to see him go around bollocking players. You want him to be on top of them, don't you? That's what you want to see. Well, the thing is, you know, he knows He knows now, perhaps, you know, he's a footballer. He would he would know instantly that Toby Alderweireld's done his hamstring. Yeah. So he's thinking, right, that's me. I'm in, I'm in the back I'm in three this, now. Yeah, I'm in this game. Exactly. So yeah. I'll start I'll start impressing the boss right now, stamp my authority on this game, and he did exactly that. And yeah, he no, he was class last night. And uh, I'm sorry, Eric, if I upset you. <laughs> there you go, John apologising. <laughs> All the way, Jace. Over to you, Delhi Ali, the gambler for the opening goal. Talk us through it, Jace. Ah, uh, the, the as John said, it was a, it was actually started with a the sloppy ball over hit, but. Mm. From the moment Kane uh, chased the centre half, Nacho down, won that throw on, took it quickly, and that that fantastic uh, crossfield ball by Miniesta, and, um, <laughs> and and just Trippier. We've seen him do that before, haven't we? That first time where he just lets lets the ball come and he just kind of cushions it across the skull, and it was a absolutely fantastic ball from him. Brilliant spot for Winks, and you know Delhi's going to attack it, and he would had one, hadn't he? Just a couple of minutes before that, where where he hadn't quite got in there. At, and it was almost an action replay again, but there's no stopping him this time. And, you know, as I said, that, that Madrid game, the away game was brilliant for him to miss. And I think... You think he's learned know, a lesson there, time, Jay? Is that for you? You think he's learned a lesson with that? Well, I, I think you, you, you'll always be liable to have the, the odds, you know, the odd uh, snap from him. But, you know, people forget Steven Gerrard was sent off in 30 seconds when he was, what, 34 years old? But, yeah. Liverpool Man United game, and how many times did Paul Scholes get sent off and things? You know, if he gets sent off once a year, I don't want him to get sent off once no, a of year. Not. But mm. I'll live with that. If it's once a year and you get the, the real Deli Ali for the other thirty-five times a year, well, do you know what? I'll, I'll cope with that. But you know, you knew that it was his first game. It was the first game since Ghent at Wembley for him on a European night, and you just you thought it's it's yours, Deli. Go and go and grab it. You've got your critics this year. Now you're back in the side. Go and grab this game and leave your mark on it. And um, two two excellent goals, and and you know he was even very much involved in the third goal as well. It was a superstar performance from him. Yeah, only the sixth English player to score against Real Madrid. Last six goals for Spurs have all come at Wembley for Delhi, and he became only the third Englishman to score two goals against Real Madrid in the Champions League. Michael, coming round to you in Pochettino's pre-match press conference about Delhi, he said like winter, the bloke is stepping up to the plate. He's getting ready to come. Tell us, Michael, could you believe the performance from Delhi? Because that was a real coming of age, wasn't it, for him? I think he needed that. Um, you know, there were certain instances this season you, you think, oh, what's going on with him? Yeah. Even when he, scored, when he scored against at home to Burnley. Uh, first thing I thought was, why is he not celebrating? He's never played for Burnley. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I was, that's the Delhi we love. The Delhi against Chelsea when he scored those two goals in January. Um, it wasn't just his goals as well. It's the way he brought the ball forward. Um, his passing was good. It's not always great pass of the ball. Um, it was a re- he was a real threat last night. Didn't get into too many tussles with anyone. No silly arguments. Because I think it was, get- it was all getting on my nerves a little bit on Saturday against Manchester United, really. Yeah. Uh, and I think he took his head off, head off the ball there. And he missed a great chance at Old Trafford. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me maybe on the Sunday or Monday, Poch put his arm around and said, come on. You know, this is a big night for you coming up. You've met, this is your Champions League chance. And he's a Champions League hero. And it's his first game of the season in the Champions League. Fantastic. And just another point I wanted to say about what John said earlier about players wanting to watch us. Can you imagine Ross Barkley at home seeing that last night? Oh. He must be 
desperate to play under this team. Yeah. Unbelievable. There's such a long list of players who play for England or played for England because of Pochettino. Pochettino is the man to rescue a career like Barclays. You know, and you see play, players must be in absolute awe. You see Jamie Carragher last yeah. night. He was saying, yeah. like, I think he was working for Norwegian TV. Wow, he was saying that was a pleasure to watch. Should have been five, four or five. So it's it's nice to see reactions from people outside of the football club as well. But you made a great point there, Michael, because even Frank Lampard, he said if Tottenham play like this, they're going to be a threat to the whole of Europe. And you think Lampard with his Chelsea links. I, I just think that that's great to hear as well. And John, isn't it refreshing what Michael says there? You know, we're getting plaudits from other members of the media. And slowly, John, although Tottenham fans will say, do you know what, we want to stay under the radar, but... We're starting to get noticed, John, aren't we now? We're starting to... People are starting to finally see what Pochettino is doing to Spurs and it's just such a joy to be a supporter, to watch it. What do you think, John? I think I think it's it's now come to the point where I think the majority of us have believed of in what's happening at yeah. Tottenham for a while. Mm. And now the rest of the world, it's not about taking notice. The rest of the world is also starting to believe that mm. there's something happening at Tottenham. Yeah. I think that's the key word there. I was just no. going to say, mm. you know, what, what I always read on Twitter and the comments and everything, this brilliant squad, wouldn't it be like, it has to win a trophy. Well, it's just, to, it, do you know what, Mike, you, know, you say there, it's an absolute travesty if this Tottenham yeah. side do not go on to win anything. Because I yeah. hate to say it, and Arsenal fans say it all the time, you do not get remembered as runners-up, you know, finishing second and it's true it's so so true but John do you believe that it can't be far away can it because you can sense it John we say this year after year under Poch surely John it can't be far away now can it well first of all the Gooners remember that we finished second last year because they was fifth <laughs> but yeah that's number uh, one but John really <laughs> do you believe we can because everything yeah, is in place isn't it the manager the squad and like Michael talks there about the unity you know Jace we've, we say it so many times on this pod in your opinion, Jace, do you see everything there now, the makeup of a, of a winning, a title-winning team, a, you know, a trophy-winning team for you? Because you in Real Madrid, you hold them so high. Surely, Jace, it can't be far, can it? Well, well you know, when people say it'll be a travesty if this side doesn't win a, a trophy, to me, it, it's more than that. It'll be a travesty if this side doesn't win the league. This side is... is I understand what Pochettino's saying, that, in a way, that a League <laughs> Cup just wouldn't be enough for this yeah. side. Because no. we're brilliant going forward, mm. we're brilliant defensively, we're mm. really strong now in midfield, and we've got a fantastic goalkeeper. Yeah. And, you know, you, you can win a cup by being a side that gets gets a, a few decent draws, and then, you know, you might play one of those big boys, and you win it on the day because, you know, your goalkeeper's had a heroic game, saved everything, and you've nicked one down the other end. But this side is such a good side and has all the components in it that, to me... It will be a travesty if, if this side doesn't win the actual league itself. And mm. you know, mm. let's be fair about it. It may come down to to somebody that's that's just spent more money, of course, taking it yeah. away from us. Of but, course, you know, you, you can't. I think that stat. I know everyone will take the Mickey and say, well, that just shows you. But to have had more points over that two years, and let's be fair. I mean, if if we finish what four or five points behind Manchester City. We'll have scored more points over a three-year period than anyone <laughs> has done, and we still won't have won the league. But I think, you know, that's what I mean. This side deserves more than a League Cup, more than an FA Cup or anything like that. It deserves a really big one. Yeah. John, I want to come back on you for a second. I want to get some more of your thoughts. So, half-time we went in at 1-0. Did you think, John, we could keep up that tempo for the second half? Because the first half was, it was just absolutely breathless, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was quite frenetic, to say the least. Mm. I think, I mean, going in half-time 1-0 up, it's, 
I know it's a bit of a cliche, but the next goal was was always yeah, going to be so incredibly important. And you know, ten minutes into the second half, and it's two 0 and you go <laughs> from there, you go this this game's only going to end one way. And you, even though I, you know I sweaty palms and all that, <laughs> I was a bit shaky. <laughs> you know, as as it went on, even 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 at one nil. I didn't, there weren't any times where I was like, we're not going to win. I just felt we were yeah, going to win. I don't so know true. what it was. In control, wasn't it, John? It was, a, it was a dominating performance overall, wasn't it? At no point you felt, yeah. of course it's Real Madrid, of course you you do you are on your guard, but you just felt a sense of control on the night, didn't you? It, we, yeah, I did. I, I mean, it, the, the players just exuded confidence, which mm. filled, it, it seemed to fill the stadium. Of course, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? And I, mean, I think, mm. you know, you could see that every single player was on their game and completely in control of what they were doing. And it just makes you feel so much more comfortable sat there watching it. And the fact that the atmosphere was absolutely crackling as well, it was it was fantastic. I think if you look at the the way the second half started, there was a little period right at the beginning where, you know, if they'd have got one then, it would have been a completely different story. But there was that one chance, which I couldn't see from where I was, but it was Ronaldo actually that blocked Ramos' shot yeah, close that to the was, goal. That was mad, wasn't it? In that, that melee in the box. Do you know was, what? That you was crazy. Feeling. Yeah, no, it was. And you get this feeling sometimes that when that happens... It's your again, night. Yeah, yeah. It just felt, I just felt then, right, not that I could sit back and relax. I don't think any of us felt that. <laughs> but it was just, yeah, it was just, it was It was going to be our night from that moment on. And when the third goal went in, I didn't even, I, I couldn't even celebrate it. I just stood there with my hands on my head Astonishing. staring at the scoreboard. Yeah. Like, I cannot, I cannot believe what I'm witnessing here. You yeah. just knew that from that moment on, even if they did pull one back, which they did, mm. it don't take. it's not like it takes much gloss off the scoreline. As Michael said, 3-1 sounds fantastic compared to 3-2. And, the, you know, the, the, you know, it stayed at 3-1, obviously, and it was... Uh, and I'll never forget it, mate. I, 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 we talk about the Inter game often enough, don't we? Yeah, of course. And this is going to be the same, and it's just this is a, a bigger result, in my opinion, than that one. Well, I was so we'll so John, for you, for yeah, for you, John, this is a bigger result than the Inter, just to confirm, you think... From your perspective, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. I think the difference is with Inter, they was a team very much in decline, pretty much from the start of that season. Even though mm. they were the holders, yeah. You know, Jose Mourinho had left, which he was a massively important part of the, the reason why they won it in the first place. And you think, you know, that night, the team that they had out that night were a good side, obviously, but they weren't anything. You know, they would have got smashed by that Real Madrid team that we beat last night, in my opinion. Real Madrid are still at the peak of their powers. You know, they are they are consistently the best club in Europe. Three finals in four years, I think it is. And to, to beat them as convincingly as we did, you know, Inter fell away after 2010. They've not done anything in Europe at all really since then, have they? So, whereas Real Madrid are sort of a mainstay, they're always going to be eating at that top table. And uh, we, they got their, well, we stuffed our faces, shall we say, last <laughs> night and uh, enjoyed it very much. Indeed. Michael, I want to come around to you. For you as well, did you think that result was better than the Inter one? Oh, 100%. I mean, this is. I grew up there, this was the biggest club in the world, and it yeah. still is the biggest club in the world, Real Madrid. You know, they're un, were they unbeaten in 30 Champions League games? Yeah, 30 games. Um, over five had, years since they lost a yeah. group stage game, Michael. Yeah, I mean, they've retained the Champions League. It's one of the hardest things to do in football. So, for me, absolutely no doubt it's the best result. Much better than Inter Milan. I was in the San Siro when we lost to Inter Milan uh, 4-3. And I remember saying to my cousin, we could beat this side at home. I think Gomez got sent off for the penalty. It completely changed the game. And obviously, Gareth's brilliance made it 4-3. But I think it was a night to forget in that sense because the game was really over when Gomez got sent off. 
but they were so poor at the back into at White Hart Lane. In terms of yesterday, uh, Wednesday's game, what drives me mad with, with a lot of people, they say, oh, weren't, weren't Madrid poor? No, Spurs were brilliant. Mm, yeah. You're as good as you make the other team look. So true. Tottenham's tenacity, the, the way they the aggression on the ball, their quickness, just the, their concentration, fine. Real Madrid are on a poor bit of form. They are still the best side in the world world-class players they're the best player in the world mm. the best central midfielder playmaker in the world his name's Luka Modric who we remember <laughs> Sergio Ramos is one of the best defenders in the world let's not forget any of these facts people are so quick to criticize performances before praising the other performance which was Tottenham's outstanding yeah Mark when that second one went in from Delhi did you just get the feeling that's going to be our night that deflection because you just think sometimes in football <laughs> when you get that little bit of luck you just think you know what this is going to be our night but you want, you want to whisper look, it. You don't want to get too carried away. I looked at the clock mm. uh, and thought, God, it's still a, lot, a long time. <laughs> when Christian made it 3-0, yeah. that's when I thought this could get messy. Because yeah. I looked at the Ramon Jib players, their heads had dropped. They weren't talking to each other. So obviously things aren't going well there at the moment. And they weren't enjoying it, were they? They no. weren't enjoying it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, at 2-0, I still think, please blow the whistle now. At 3 cool, I was thinking this could be anything. It was just, it was incredible. It really, really was. Let's bring in the Harry Winks chat because this guy again, I mean, Jace, we'll come over to you. Harry Winks last night, I mean, I felt, in one way, I felt they brought him off, you know, to save Luka Modric some embarrassment, really, because again, he was absolutely amazing last night, wasn't he? Fantastic performance, and, and we're getting them every week from Harry Winks. And as I say, you know, there would have been a time without Dembele, we'd have been. Um, We'd have been fearful of, of missing a player like that. Oh, and don't forget missing Wayne Yama as well. So to miss both our central midfielders from last year. But Winks has, has been outstanding since he's come in. Just the, how quick he moves the ball on. He gets that head up. And it's just phenomenal what he's, he's doing. And to do that in the company, not just a Luka Modric. You know, it's Tony Cruz as well. And Tony Cruz is a yeah, genuine world-class player. Exactly. I mean, and, and you put Cruz and, and Modric in there. And you're saying, right, you go in there, Winks, and, well, I tell you what, we'll chuck Moussa Sissoko in to try and give you a hand. And, you know, Moussa Sissoko was, was trying trying his best last night. I don't want to criticise him too much. But, I mean, so much of it was down to Winks and so heavily involved all night. And I think he, with about 10 minutes to go, I think he made a couple of uh, sloppy passes. And I think it was just exhaustion on his oh, part. And it was yeah. it was probably right that he went off. But it has been an astonishing period for him and and you are now thinking you know if you write down our strongest side harry winks is definitely in well, there at the moment let me ask you jason it's, aaron, it's astonishing aaron pitters asks he says is winks undroppable at this point been massive i think we have to stop comparing him to others and instead compare others to him it's a great point is he undroppable now jace well, or is it based no on your position is it based I know, on I your position question, mm. i know what the questioner means all right yeah. we got what well, in two weeks time we got arsenal and you're sitting here thinking, I want Winks in the team. Yeah. And so, you know, that's how it has to be. And then the Dortmund game now on the Wednesday after it won't matter. And you'll think, OK, we'll we'll use others to rotate in those games. But Winks starts the big games at the moment, for sure. And rightly, Jace, yeah? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I said it, didn't I? I said if he gets 20 games, mm. he'll be on that plane to, to Russia. And um, he's going to get a lot more than 20 games now, that's for sure. Yeah, and again, he's been announced in the England friendlies coming up. And will she left out? What a surprise that is. Not. Let's bring it round to you, John. Um, 
Christian Eriksen, such a clinical finish for the, for the third, John. What did you make of his night overall? I thought he was he was all action. He was superb. He, he's one of them players, you know, he's an attacking player predominantly, obviously. But he's he's capable and willing, I think is the key, to do anything. He he works for, he works so hard for the team. Yeah, it's what you he know, does off the ball, isn't it, John, as well? That needs to yeah, just be highlighted. It really is. I mean, like I remember finding out, was it last season, that he'd run more than any any uh, other player of ours. And I'm not surprised. You watch him, and <clears throat> he's constantly on the move, both attackingly and defensively. And he's, he's so switched on at all times. He might not be able to influence the game <clears throat> in the way you'd like him to sometimes because he's, he does take on that extra responsibility. He's not he's not like, you know, Deli Alley was a bit... like I thought he went missing a couple of times early on last night where, where he had a couple of sloppy touches and weren't getting involved, maybe weren't tracking as, as well as he could, not putting the pressure on, say, like Harry did, um, Harry Kane did to create the first goal. But Eriksen was, was superb, I think. If it weren't for the fact that he gets two goals. The man in the match um, competition would have been a lot closer. Yeah. And uh, he was, in terms of who was the best player in the pitch, Ericsson was right up there for me. Yeah, he was. He, he really did impress me. Agreed. It made me laugh because Ericsson, mm. if you if you look at Ali's second goal, he's about the only one that didn't celebrate it. He was <laughs> he was he was fed up that that Ali had had a pop and he, he had his arms down by his side as if to say you should have passed it to me. And yet the ball was in the back of the net. It was actually oh. quite funny. Yeah, quite funny. Yeah, Michael, I want to bring it round to you. Talk to us about Winks. Talk to us about Christian Eriksen. Talk to us about those two players, Michael, because I saw you on Twitter as well. You were raving about them, weren't you? Both of these uh, guys. Well, I think I'm boring people about talking about Winks now because <laughs> I'm such a huge yeah, fan I'm of this. You've been one of these biggest champions, Michael. I've seen you <laughs> championing week upon week, Harry Winks. Uh, but I just feel so bad because last season I told people, have a bet on Harry Winks to make the England squad. And he was a huge price at the mm, time. Yeah. And he got injured against Burnley. I thought, oh, God, I don't know how that's going to affect him. And he's come back a better player, hasn't phased him, and now he's odds-on to make the England squad. And he's back. I mean, I'd be shocked if he doesn't go. It can only be injury that would stop him from going to, to going to Russia. England are so desperate for a player with a brain in the middle of that midfield who can pass a ball like he can pot a snooker ball. Uh, you know, he's just an absolute class act. Great guy. Looks the part. He's just perfect for Spurs. As for Christian Eriksen, I love Christian Eriksen, and I think he's developed into. I don't. I don't. I, I don't think he's world class. Okay. But I think he's a top top because I think world class gets over his. And it's such a debate what is world class. Yeah, blah, yeah. blah blah blah. Mm. But he is a top 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 player. He plays nearly every game, and uh, and touch wood, he, he rarely ever gets injured, and we rely on him a hell of a lot. Uh, there's just a couple of games where he, his head times sometimes drops and he's very quiet. I thought he was quite quiet in Madrid, quite quiet at Old Trafford. But nine times out of ten, he's an absolute star in this team. Absolutely fantastic. And he's, I think he's a fantasy football dream for many people. Yeah, well, not to try and alert anyone, Michael, because you work for Sky as well. Do you think the Barcelonas of this world are targeting the wrong player when they look for a Coutinho? I don't want to say this because I want Ericsson to be here for a long, long time. Are you surprised Ericsson's not the man linked? Because I think if you look at the two, stats-wise, Ericsson provides far more in terms of creativity yeah. and assists. Well, well, I think, Ricky, a lot of the Barcelona deals, they stem from a lot of, um, of the players' background. They've got a huge Brazilian fan base. Mm, and I yeah. think that's probably why they target someone like Coutinho. They lost Neymar. And I think Coutinho would be not like a like-for-like, like, but you could see he's a kind of guy... 
let's face it, La Liga, if Barcelona wins 7-0 against, I don't know, Las Palmas, I, I, I don't care if I'm honest. No. You know, And if you know, got four, four bangers, looks good on telly. Um, but I'm sure Ericsson would do the same. But I think it's probably more of a his Brazilian heritage that makes Barcelona go for certain type of players. Um, you know, would he would he look out of place at Barcelona? Absolutely not. No. Um, I think you know he'd look good at a Bayern Munich somewhere like that. But Christian Eriksen has has he ever once piped up about wanting to win things or where he sees his future? Blah blah blah. You just don't hear a peep out of him. He just seems like an absolute. Well, whenever I've spoken to him, he's an absolute gent, and uh, you know, long may it continue. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We're just on Winks very quickly. Completing more passes than any other Spurs player in both of the games against Real Madrid. So that just tells you how much this kid is growing. Jace, I want to ask you a question now. Is this the new Tottenham? Not just beating the world's best, but playing them off the park. Are we seeing, Jace, a revolution here? No, I don't think so. I, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's the new one because we've seen us... Uh, all right, we haven't seen it on a on a European stage. Not like that, Jace. Last, you know, Dortmund uh, was great. No, not, but to the degree not, that we went last night, would you not agree that that is... Isn't this now something more than just... A t- it's just developing. Isn't it now into something more? Would you go along with that? I don't know because I, I think we're... We're a hell of a long way down the road to where I want us to be anyway. And I think it's just a, another step on it. I, I think, you know, Madrid away, I thought, kind of took that next step where to, to go to Madrid and play as we did in the, the bravery that we showed there. That, to me, was, was the big step. And I think that led to last night. I think if we'd have gone to Madrid and, and, and say, performed as we did at Old Trafford and got beat 3-0 in Madrid, it would have been much harder to have done that last night. And I think... We got respect from Madrid from that first game, and and we gave ourselves that that new level of belief. And and um, all right, we didn't see it at Old Trafford, but I, no, I wouldn't say it's a, a new Tottenham. And I don't think it's the finish of Tottenham either. You know, I think we get asked later on, is this almost as as good as it will be? Is if we reach that peak? And I I think we're a long way from peaking yet. That's I think good. there's there's going to be a hell of a lot more nights like last night. I, I honestly believe it. Well, talk to us about Trippier then, Jace, because for me, I think he saved one of his best ever Spurs performances in that game. And he was dispelling all those doubts before, Jace, that maybe questioned, not too sure if he should be starting. I mean, just unbelievable to think 12 months ago, Jace, we had, you know, the likes of Rose Walker, you know, as our main two. We've then had Ben Davis and Kieran Trippier absolutely tear Real Madrid apart last night, part of a team that did that. How much credit does it go to these two guys for the progression they're making and the attitude they've shown? I know we've said it before, has to be said again, Jace. Well, as, as you're right, we've said it on a on a regular basis, mm. and I, I loved the battle between uh, Marcello and um, and Trippier last night because Marcello also gave us. Let's be fair, Marcello got in and behind us a few times as well, and it was just a fantastic battle. And I think, you know, John's right. There was a, the little bit when uh, Eric Dyer had a had a pop at him with ten minutes to go or something, and I think the bloke just was out on his feet. I mean, they'd been up and down those touchlines all night, and um, quality balls into the box, it, it, and the confidence that you must get from playing a game like that to to feel, you know, I'm up against Marcello and I'm giving him just as many problems, and it's just phenomenal performance from everyone, but. You know, let's be fair, if you're going to beat Real Madrid 3-1, you need it from 11 players, of don't course. you? Of course. And uh, the, the effort, as we say, all right, Moussa Sissoko still had his, a few moments of touches on the ball when, when you thought, oh, dear, oh, dear, what are you doing? But you have got to work so hard. Mm-hmm. And it, it's the technique's got to be there, the mentality's got to be there, the, 
the commitment's got to be there, the concentration's got to be there, and and to put all that together across those eleven players or the fourteen players that took part is just outstanding. And um, no, they've they've certainly deserved their day off today, haven't they? Oh, they have. That's for sure. Jace, very quick before I, go sure. to, before I go on to John, I want to ask you this question, Jace. Um, this is from Ihall Nick, who says, "If we are a one-man team, which man is it?" <laughs> <laughs> question. I love that question. Moussa Sissoko is at a new level. Only you, Jay, to give us that answer. Only you. No. It, oh. You know, I've, I've said it, haven't I? And yeah, yeah. About uh, the depth in the, the squad. Mm. I think people didn't realise last year. We had nine major injuries yeah. last year. And, and finished second though, with Jay, a record what about, what about point. this year, the injuries we've had? Exactly. Crazy. And, you know, Lamella's now we'll be without Toby. Back. Who knows where Lamella exactly. is, but he's still to come back. And Wanyama? Well, We'll go without Toby now, yeah. and, um, and we aren't missing them. And mm. you know, okay, we lost to Manchester United because Kane wasn't because Kane wasn't there. And I, I mean, I said it, didn't I? The, the stats without Kane being in the side yeah. is what two defeats in fifteen without Kane. Yeah, great point. Now, okay, mm. we've lost to Man United, but we're we're a long way from a from a one man team. And yeah. you know, Sonny didn't even get on the pitch did no. he, last night, and he's been brilliant. And, yeah, in this, and I love seeing yeah, Sonny in the team. Exactly. Yeah. So. That just shows you everything about Tottenham at the moment. Yeah, I think yeah. like Michael said, competition for places everywhere. John, coming over to you. Talk to us, John, about Jan Vertonghen. What a 2017 he's had as a year. Impeccable, oh. isn't he, John? What a leader. What a leader the bloke is. It, he was unbelievable last night. Rolls Royce. He's, just, he's, oh. he's the centre-half that Sergio Ramos wishes he could <laughs> be. That's what I, I yeah. said to my, my yeah. mate I sat next to last night. Just... You look at Jan Vertonghen. Let's, I'll take... I'll take Ramos is a, a comparison because people rank him amongst the best in the world. Yeah. Now, they make, they're, they're equally as effective, I would say, at doing what they're doing. But Vertonghen doesn't need to be a hatchet man or to feign injury or to dive <laughs> or just be an arsehole, basically. No, yeah, like, so like true. Like Ramos does. Yeah. And what Vertonghen does, he just he just cracks on with it. And <laughs> there was, I think, the, the passage of play that obviously got a massive... Um, reaction out of us was when we was olaying the ball oh, around just, against that was such a good couple of minutes and the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the one play in the whole game which I probably clapped the most profusely was during that period a ball was played across to Vertonghen which was a horrible ball and he stuck his leg about nine foot in the air <laughs> and managed to bring it down and that was just that was absolute class and I, I loved that guy so much he's yeah. one of them players I would be absolutely gutted if he ends up being a Spurs player for ten years which hopefully he would have done by the time this contract he's on at the minute finishes. And it, I, I really want him to have, you know, be able to retire back to Belgium and have a few medals and, you know... Fingers crossed with us. Fingers crossed with us. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Mm. I mean, he, he's been such a great servant to Tottenham. He's yeah. one of them players. When he come to us 2012, you think he, he, could, he could turn into a player. Yeah? He was 25, I think, when he signed for Spurs. Mm. And from... He's just been... He's been a colossal... He's just been so consistent every single season. He obviously, you know, he was part of a, a league yeah, defence. Yeah, a little bit of dip than under Sherwood. But I think, John, I think if me and you played in that team, we'd have a dip under Sherwood, would you reckon? This is the problem, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, you yeah. can say a lot of it comes back of to course. Who you playing man- under yeah. someone that you respect. You, yeah. you need to you need to have that. You can't, mm. you know what I mean? You could, all right, Andre Villas-Boas was there when he first came in. And you think, all right, at least he's got a bit, you know, a, a tad of credibility. He's done all right with Paul. I won the Europa League. Um, and then you go to to Captain Bellend, and you go, "What am I doing there?" <laughs> you know, you, you, we've oh, seen dear. the we've yeah. seen the quotes. Yeah, of course. As Guillaume Balagate said on the podcast before about mm. 
about Hugo Lloris and how he came close to to almost leaving Tottenham. And I know yeah. it doesn't say it in that book, but you no, know, it's I think we know, yeah, put two and two together, John. We get it, didn't we? Yeah, we get obviously. it. I mean, yeah. yeah, you come towards the, the 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 six months that Tim Sherwood was there would have been. Um, wouldn't it have been the, the 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 six months leading up to Hugo being there for two years, and that was at the point where he felt he may have reached the crossroads and would have to leave Tottenham. Yeah. And you, and you, at the time, I remember saying like, you can't blame him because no. he's that good. He could play for anyone. And like, you want to play for him? Forget about the club and the fans and how much we love him and stuff. As a professional, if it's Tim Sherwood your manager, you can't be having that. And no. it would must have been the same for for Jan Vertonghen. And when Sherwood outed him, didn't he, for leaning against the wall at Stamford Bridge in the tunnel and not really looking like he cared? Yeah, it's just what, there's so, so much. Yeah, there's there's so much you can say, isn't there? It's just uh, yeah, there is. And for Vertonghen to remain mm. so consistent yep. and very very good throughout that entire period, and he's improved. Yep. He really has improved. Yeah. Let's bring around to you, Michael. Talk to us about Vertonghen. Talk to us about Davinson Sanchez. Just a question here before <laughs> you do. Yusuf at Dembele says. Would you say Jan doesn't get the credit he deserves? Pretty much kept Ronaldo quiet in both legs. He was so impressive. What do you think, Michael, on that? And tell us about Sanchez as well, if you don't mind. I make that question absolutely right. And I just go as far as to say that um, Vertonghen's my player of the year at the moment. Yeah, I think um, he's been absolutely sensational. Mm. Kane is doing things that we just cannot begin to imagine. But <laughs> if, you're looking for another, if you're looking for another player who would get my choice of the award, it's going to Vertonghen at the moment. Absolutely outstanding. I think sometimes he gets overlooked just because, for me, Toby Ardverd is world-class defender. Is Jan but... as well, though, Michael? Do you think this year it's such a level? Uh, uh, I think Toby's been that, good, but I think Jan's been just that touch more, I, I don't know, performance-wise. For me, I don't... What do you think? I just think, I mean, with Toby's pinpoint passes, mm. you know, like, we used to love Michael Dawson, but we yeah. used to sort of, like, play the long ball, and sometimes it's a bit, like, 50-50. Mm. Yeah. Toby... It's every time, and yeah. sometimes they lead to goals. I just think Toby's just—I've—I've I've never. Well, I love the guy. I'm not going to say he's my favourite defender of all time, but he, I love the guy. Can we get him a new contract? Though, my, is that the concern? Well, I don't. It's gone quiet. It's gone quiet. I mean, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Keep our fingers crossed. But going back to Vertonghen, yeah. I honestly, again, another guy who's a credit to the club, like Ericsson, doesn't say anything silly. He's a leader when he wants to be. Um, yeah, I love I love him. I think he's been brilliant for Tottenham. I get, he was brilliant last night. He's been brilliant the last couple of months, actually. Yep. Um, so I'm a huge fan of. I've always been a huge fan of Vertonghen. And, and and he was left back, wasn't he, against Liverpool? Yeah. Didn't, didn't kick up a fuss. He was no. at, he was at that game as well. And he was so he's so desperate to score. It's brilliant. Um, but talking about Davison Sanchez, wow, what an introduction to Premier League football. Even if he made three or four mistakes already, you would say, well, let's give the guy a chance. He's only had one year in Holland, let alone in the Premier League. Mm. No, he's just taken it so well, so calmly. How has he adapted Uh, this quick, Michael? How has he adapted this quick? Bear in mind, this league is such a hard league to adapt to, but he's came in and it's just, just, you could, he's been, it looks like he's been playing for years, isn't it, Michael? I I know, I know. But he has got, I'm not saying he is like Ledley, but he reminds me of Ledley sometimes in the way he's running. Composure. So the way he's game, yeah, it's composure, bringing the ball out of defence. You can totally see why Spurs have, have, have paid that money for him. Um, I mean, just unbelievable. You know, playing in Colombia, then one season near a Divisi, and then so many players who play in Holland can't cut it in the Premier League because it's, it's not the greatest league in the world. For him to slot in like that without a problem, and I suppose everyone's eyebrows were raised when he um, and he didn't start at Old Trafford, and I think it's right in saying that Sanchez is still unbeaten as a Spurs player. 
I think you're not far wrong. I, do, I don't think you're far wrong at all. I mean, just even as well last night, it's so hard because we want to go through every... You want to go through every single player. It's An hour is not enough time to do this. It really isn't. When you've had a performance like that, the way we have performed... But, Michael, very quickly, just sticking with you for a second, talk to us about Pochettino. No shushing the camera, no jumping into the fans, no big I am. So dignified at full-time, Michael. Tell us about our coach, our manager. How good is he? Magic, isn't he? Honestly, I I mean, the nicest bloke you could possibly meet. Now, I get a lot of tweets from people sometimes saying, oh, why don't you do this about Poch? Why don't Sky do this about Poch? It's, yeah. Do you, want, do you want him to be finger-waving? Do you want him to be jumping in the crowd in Anfield? I don't. You know, just let, let, let the other managers do your, your interesting 10, 15-second sound bites. You know, Poch is Poch. You know, he's, what he's done for so many of these players... And what he's done, I mean, they deserve it. He deserves a huge thank you to so many of the players. Like I said earlier about the ones who, who played for England, there was a really good interview with Ricky Lambert at Southampton, just how amazing he was and how he resurrected his career. Luke Shaw calls him dad. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it doesn't matter what players Tottenham have, he is the key. Uh, so I wish PSG and Real Madrid all the best yeah, good luck. in their respective seasons because mm-hmm. I don't want any of these managers leaving because if any of those managers leave, the, the, the directors of the likes of PSG and Real Madrid are clearly going to look for the best coaches out there and one of the best coaches out there is Pochettino. Now, there's obviously a debate about it in terms of the Cups. I think what Poch meant by that, I think you can look at it in two ways last week, what you said about the Cups. A few people said, you know, you should only sort of talk down to Cups when you win them. Fair enough. But, Look, he's being completely honest. When, when, when Mourinho and Pep sort of play down the League Cup, they're the ones who play strong sides. They want to win those tro- trophies. What Poch is basically saying is it doesn't sort of change you as a football club. And I can understand where he's coming from. In Poch's first season, Spurs got to the League Cup final by playing, I think, Brighton Forest, a poor Newcastle side, and Sheffield United over two legs. And they were all at home, if I can recall. And all of a sudden, you click your fingers, and you're in a cup final. Yeah. So, you know... I can see where he was coming from, but to end on it, I just think Pochettino is one of the best things to ever happen to Tottenham, especially in modern day. He seems to have a great relationship with the board. And, and the course, fans, has, and the fans. Oh, Michael, amazing relationship. We love with him. Fans. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and do you know what I've noticed this season? Because I have to admit, from a journalist's point of view, it sometimes has been in the past slightly difficult to get good things out of him. You know, his, his reply to every transfer is, it's all rumour. Mm. Um, that is the line he will use. <laughs> For team news... He won't always be very specific. And then all of a sudden you get the team news on Saturday and go, oh, he's not playing. You know, so <laughs> sometimes you think, oh, Poch didn't say that. But it's just the way he is. It's, it's all the way he is. Um, but, but for me, Pochettino, give him what he wants because we want him there for a long, long time. And I think why, I don't think he'd ever consider it. There's so many good things are happening at Tottenham right now. And obviously with the new stadium coming up, hopefully in the summer. Yeah, fingers crossed. Jace. Can you add to that about Poch? I mean, even last night he said, look, Spurs the way we are. I mean, if we don't win anything, he has said as well, it, it means nothing. I mean, that is the winner's mentality inside of him. And Chase, you've got to agree, haven't you? A little bit. We have said this before on here. He wants to see more. He wants trophies, Jace. Hungry for him. Well, of course he does. And, and he, deserves to, he deserves to get them because, you know, you have the debate about coaching and is he the best coach and things. He improves players. That's yeah. that's that's the biggest thing. That's all you can do as a coach. Key, improve yeah. players, mm. and um, he's done he's done everything the right way for Tottenham, and we're we're just a fly, really proud of him. 
he's, once that silverware comes, and, it, and it's not for me, he needs to win a trophy. He will He will win trophies at Tottenham. I'm, I'm not in any doubt at all. Fingers crossed. John, can you add to the potch love? Not without getting a bit um, close to the bone, I can't, mate. <laughs> I love I think... John. This is why we got John on. He's, he's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> what about to Dan, though, John? His comments last night. We came up against a better team in Tottenham in all aspects of the play. They were superior. If any team can win the Champions League, it's Tottenham Hotspur. It's coming from Zinedine Zidane, John. What's going on? What's happening? Oh, do you know what? You hear things like that from people like Zidane. Zidane, talking about start... Tottenham like that. Talking about our Tottenham like that. What is going on? Do you know what? Do you know what? I'll tell you how I feel about quotes like that. Mm. Taking what you just said about winning trophies and stuff. Yeah. I would I would much prefer to go a 10-year stretch without winning anything, but have games like last night and feel like we're feeling now mm. than win the odd League Cup here and there or whatever. Because, you know, like I said, maybe the rest of the world is starting to believe that something has happened at Tottenham. It's not all like... It's not like it was before, false dawn after false dawn and... A new manager comes in, gives you a bit of a spring for a little while, and then it goes flat again. And you know, same old Tottenham, blah blah blah. It's not like that anymore. And for it, you know, you can say, all right, he's trying to, he's saying nice things about Tottenham to try and make his own players feel less bad, perhaps about how you know how they were outplayed by us. Maybe you know he's going, you don't want to come out and say, you know, we had a night, Spurs ain't all that. He's not going to say that, is he? He's got to say something. You know, it's incredible, really. And yeah. I think what he said is, you can't argue with it, can you? He, no, you he's can't. He's right. You can't. You can't. That's and that's the, that's the key thing. You don't feel like he's blowing smoke. No, no, no. You believe in what he says. John, I want to get your thoughts on it very quickly. We've got so many questions in about if we can win it. James at JCTHFC. Um, Tom Taylor's asked a question. GW's asked a question. John, can we? Can we, can we well, dream, John? Can we dare to well, do? Well, can we dare to do? <laughs> Well, what, what, what we now know for certain is that we're one of 16 teams that has the possibility to win it. That's very true. How if do you want that, John? <laughs> well, you know, bearing in, you know, we're already through, so we're in the last 16, yeah, so we're, we're, we're one of those already. Mm. Now, you know, as, we've, as we touched upon earlier, if we, if we do win the group, perhaps we get a favourable draw, we'll probably end up with Juventus if we win the group, you know what it's like. But even then, I'd much prefer that. <clears throat> I think what we've seen lot this season in the Champions League compared to last season is the fact that, you know, playing against bigger bigger sides in massive stadiums and all the pressure and that, it's, it's obviously brought out the best in our players. Of course, yeah. <clears throat> and, the, you know, I remember, I've said this on the podcast before, but can you remember, <clears throat> you know, a massively inspiring Europa League performance? You can't. No, you can't. Because the players, no, we, 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 we're our fast. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean? We want to be, you want to be in the top competition. Exactly. You don't want to be watching that, Emma down on Wednesday night like the Arsenal, do you? Well, there you go. That's the. <laughs> <laughs> I had to cram that thing. in there, so I had to throw that in. <laughs> if you, you know, you think about it, and you go, well, you want to be, you want to, you want to strive. Oh, every club strives to be in the Champions League. Indeed. Yep. And when you finally get there, you want to do something in it. You know what I mean? And I, I would say we could take moral victories already from this, from what we've seen this season in the Champions League compared to last. Yeah. And even really, you know, compared to 2010-11. We weren't ever going to win it then, and we got to the quarterfinals. So you just never know. You, you never just know, never yeah. know with this team. And the one thing that I would say is that you know we went 
we went and won one nil against AC Milan in the San Siro under Red Nap, yeah. and then the following game we lost three one at Bloomfield Road. But isn't that Tottenham? Isn't Blackpool. it? Does it? Could that any anything sum up Tottenham better than that? That is Tottenham in a nutshell, isn't it? Well, what what I'm saying is, mm. come two o'clock Sunday afternoon, oh, once I... the full time whistle was blown, yeah, I would be able to give a more calculated answer. I yeah. think what I'm saying is. Mm. I don't think Pochettino would then prioritise the Champions League over the league if we started doing badly in the league and it was starting to affect us. Yeah. You know, there was obviously a, a huge amount of physical exertion last night, of whereas course, Palace yeah. were probably the Palace players were sat at home watching it, probably having a rest. So, you know, there's that to take into consideration. If if injuries are kind to us, there's absolutely no reason why we can't have a really good crack at this. No, and uh, stranger things have happened. You know, you take the anomalies of the last couple of seasons take Monaco and take Leicester City the one thing we've got over them they all right, they had their moment in the sun but we've got staying power yeah we have indeed we were, we, we were that flash in the pan that's what we were we've done it a few times like I say full stones have we turned a corner are we now the biggest club in North London blah 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 we've heard it all but what happens is you have a team that does come from nowhere does something like that and nine times out of ten all it does is it rises their stock then the bigger clubs come and pick pick off their their assets, like like happened with Monaco. You know, as Michael said earlier, had that really good team last year, which has been decimated now. Leicester will ne- Leicester will never be anywhere near doing what they done a couple of years ago again. Uh, but we've been so consistent, and it's, it's just for us, it's about staying there. Minimum is staying there, and then it's about taking that next step. And we've got the players, and we've one hundred percent got the manager. And we can do it. Why not? Why can't we do it? Why oh, can't great. we, come oh, May, be lifting that massive silver trophy with the big ears? You never know, do you? Yeah, it would be a fool to write off what Potter's done so far. That That is for sure. I mean, even to go to the degree Michael said earlier about British players, started six of them against Real Madrid last night. So I think Potter's is leading the way in terms of that. And Michael also said a bit in terms of England. Jay's going to come around to you. We've got a cramming a Crystal Palace uh, preview here because oh, so much Real Madrid chat. It's been an absolute pleasure watching it, talking about it. But let, let's talk about Palace then Sunday. So we know Alderweireld looks like he's going to be out. He thinks he's going to be out for a couple of weeks, he told the mix zone. Uh, Lamella potentially back in the squad. Jace Lloris now out. What's Sunday looking like, Jace, for us? Big, big game, isn't it, on paper? Again, back at Wembley. And I liken it, Jace, to the Dortmunds. If you remember, we played Dortmunds, had that great result, but then was brought phoning back down to earth, Jace couldn't get past Swansea. So big game this for both clubs. Palace need the points as well. It's 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 really important for us mm. to uh, to build on onto the Madrid game to to put the result right our last league performance and obviously with um, with it being a clash of the big sides this weekend you got Chelsea Man United yeah. and with with well awesome. three of the big sides yeah, yeah, three awesome. of the big sides on the mid table boys so mm. um, you know it is important to 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 make ground up or, or rather to to extend our lead over two of those sides. Um, Palace will come. We know how Palace will do it. They'll sit deep, and and they've they've had success with Zaha and Townsend on the break, and I'm sure that's that's how they'll try and play it. And Townsend will obviously want to come back and prove something. But let's be fair; if we we should have enough to beat Crystal Palace, you think so? And I'm sure we 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 I'm sure there'll be a few fresh faces come into it. It wouldn't surprise me if Dembele does get a get a start this time, and you can quite comfortably see maybe Danny Rose will even start a game. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I expect us to. I expect us to beat Crystal Palace, mate. Fingers crossed. Although, actually, you know, what, what one did I draw out the hat? 
Oh, don't I'll start that lot, Jase. Don't I'll you dare start Palace that lot. Win 4 0 Don't they? start that. Because John, John had 4 0 Palace. So <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll go right. 4 0 to Palace, mate, and, and I'll take the flat for that one. Don't believe him. Honestly, this guy, what a nightmare. Mike, coming round to you. Um, I remember you, Mike, being on transfer deadline day outside Palace, and I remember the, the, the players weaving in, and it just. What's gone on there at that club? Might very quickly Palace. It's just a bizarre one, isn't it? They've tried to go down the uh, continental route, didn't work out, and they've gone back to Hudson. Well, I say gone back. They've they've reverted to a manager like that. Can you, are you surprised by um, the way they've fallen? I am really because, well, I, firstly, I think if Allardyce had stayed, they'd finish top ten. I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, but he really got them playing at the end of last season. And then all of a sudden, he just handed in his resignation. It, it shocked everyone. I think it yeah. shocked the chairman, and it took him quite a bit of time. To pick the right man, look, it didn't work out with De Boer. De Boer was very fifty-fifty, wasn't he? he? Did well could at Ajax. Spurs, Michael, couldn't he? It could have been Spurs, not too oh, long ago. Oh, I know, I know. Wow, I know. Yeah, I know. Um, I did a bit with De Boer at the start of the season. I can honestly say, lovely, lovely guy. Mm. Bit unlucky maybe to lose his job after four games, but that's the Premier League, isn't it? You, course, you really, ridiculous. you get worried. You, you have to react quickly. Yeah. Again, Hodgson, not everyone's cup of tea, but I think. Hodgson knows these kind of clubs, doesn't he? Like West Brom and Fulham, he knows how to possibly get them out of trouble. For me, the key player at Crystal Palace is Wilfred Zahar. Absolutely no doubt about it. Uh, he's, he, um, he was the catalyst who, for them who beat Chelsea the other week. Uh, and obviously, he got that stubbish time goal against West Ham, which a lot of us enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pal- I, I, I've got a bit of a soft spot for Palace now because um, after deadline day, they're a good, they're a good club. Yeah, I remember got... you being down there. It looked it was yeah, just crazy, wasn't crazy. it? Yeah, crazy. Oh, ridiculous. They didn't get the extra striker. And no. I think they're yeah. really showing now, actually. Mm. Uh, and I do worry for them because everyone says, oh, they need to get off the bottom. No, they need to get on the bottom three. Um, so, yeah, I, look, Spurs should win, mm. but ugh, I've got a really horrible feeling about oh, this game. Don't. Do you know what? Is, I, it, is it again after the Lord Mayor show, Michael? Because we yeah. saw it, you know, the Dortmund game, where again, we were so good against Dortmund. Yeah. We brought back down to earth with a Swansea nil-nil. Were you worried it could be like that I, again? I hate noon kickoffs. Mm. It's like, it's a children's kickoff. It's a really <laughs> early, early, early early one for people to get to Wembley. Yeah. As you say, Zahar against Watford in the playoff final was outstanding on that big Wembley pitch. Townsend will obviously want to perform. Yeah, they are it. getting better, Crystal Palace, slowly but surely, and they haven't got a bad 11. But saying that, look, we're improving at Wembley. We're doing well. We've got three wins in a row, haven't we, at Wembley? Premier League, I think, yeah, I think Premier League, yeah. you're right. Well, I think, yeah, so the, Wembley, the, the Premier League form hasn't been too bad there, has it, Michael? I think I'd actually forgot, I'd forgotten about the West Ham game, obviously. Yeah. But, We've all tried to but, erase it. <laughs> yeah. You'd put a warming goal. You'd have uh, probably Sir Jorio comes back in, who I like a lot, but it slightly worries me at the moment sometimes. Rose. You get Dyer, Jan, Sanchez maybe. Mm. Then, yes, Rose, he needs to start now. Yeah. Then Pele would probably come in as Dyer drops back with Winks in the midfield. Then Ali, Eriksen, hopefully Harry's fit. Or, or, or put Son in. I think Son's great at Wembley. Uh, you know, he didn't play at all on Wednesday. So, um, I, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Son. There you go. You've got a few players who are itching to play. Yeah. Um, but as you, as we said earlier, if Spurs start well, yeah. then they usually usually end up winning the games. So hopefully they, they really start. It's a really important game because after losing to Matthew, yeah. Yeah. teams below us have sort of come near us. But uh, the top teams are playing each other this weekend. It could be yeah. a really crucial game. Yeah, it could be a great opportunity to really kind of capitalise on the teams above us. John, how do you see it? Because Palace, I think like Mike said there, Jason as well, they're on a bit of a mini revival. Um, as such, I mean the draw, the win against Chelsea at home, and then came back to draw against West Ham. They haven't been great travellers, John, but you know, this is again another test of our squad, isn't it, John? Can we, you know, 
match up, put in the same amount of level, commitment and effort, because the team you'd expect, John, is going to be rotated a little bit after Wednesday night. It, yeah, obviously there'll be rotation. I think mm. the, the the two full-backs will, will, will uh, get a rest from, from Wednesday. So Rose and Aurea come in for me. <clears throat> you keep the same back three, then Dyer, Sanchez and Vertonghen. And Vaughan will play in goal. Hopefully Dembele starts with Winks. And then you've got a decision to make about what you do. Because I think Son would be um, would would probably do well against Palace in as much as you know the speed he's got. <clears throat> I what think about Lorente, you... John? Would you give Lorente any time for you? Or <sighs> Not from the start, I wouldn't. OK. And I, I mean, I'll be honest, <clears throat> I've not seen much yet to... I was a bit surprised, to be honest, that he came on against Real Madrid and, and not Son because I thought, you know, Real Madrid are tiring. Yeah. They were, but they were sort of coming on to, especially last ten minutes. And Son is that perfect long ball over the top. You know, go and get on the end of that one. Mm. If you know what I mean. And, and obviously, Lorente is a completely different player. I think that would be against Palace, although they'll probably defend deep and invite us on. Yeah. Again, Son, I think he's one of them players that we saw against West Ham. I know we don't like talking about that. Game. No, 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 yeah. Yeah, but that you know those quick little intricate passes which end up being assists against teams that will defend deep, I think could be could be important on Sunday, and I think I think he will play, and I think then it becomes a uh, a question of you know if Son comes in and you keep the same formation, then you've got to drop either Ericsson or or Delhi really or Winks perhaps if you're going to play Delhi a little deeper. Yeah, again it depends. You know we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. You might have a you know more than one player <clears throat> this morning who's feeling it more than we, we thought they might have done. You know, I was surprised Ben Davies finished the game, for example, because he looked like he was struggling a bit with an injury that he picked up in the first half and then completed the game well. You'd, you'd have thought maybe he's a bit sore today. So, we don't know, do we? But I would I would say at least four changes. Like I say, that'll be the goalkeeper, the, the full-backs, and I think Dembele will start as well. But other than that, I think it's enough. Our squad's big enough. Like I say, I said mentioned earlier about the bench against Real Madrid. Mm. And the acid test is games like this, like, yeah. like this following exactly. the Champions League games, like you say. So, it will tell us a lot about where this season is going to end up on Sunday. That's that's at this moment. That's the only thing I'm sure about. Okay, are you sure about? Can you give us a prediction, John? Will you stick your neck out for us on this? Yeah, I think it's. Uh, do you know what? I think we're going to win, but only by the odd goal. So okay. I, I would say two-one. I think we're going to labour to. We're going to labour to a win. It will catch up with us a little bit. I think the exertion of uh, of Real Madrid, and I think we'll win, but it won't be a, a stellar performance. I don't think. Well, we'll take that. We'll take that. Jace, just before we uh, finish up, I'm quite excited, Jace, to see Aurea and Rose. Even Rose is spat in some. Forget that aside. I'm quite excited to see these guys together as fullbacks. Is that something to look forward to potentially on Sunday? Well, it should certainly give us lots of pace down each yeah. side, shouldn't it? It's what and, we've been craving. Uh, and attacking in front, and yeah, and and that ability to stretch. Palace um, will try and stay compact, so that's typical Roy Hodgson football. So, mm. yep, to, to to really stretch them. And Rose needs a start, doesn't he? he I does. mean, yeah. it's astonishing that he's well. I mean, he started, I suppose, West Ham, but it's astonishing to see him in the the England squad with after what after ninety six minutes of football. But yeah, it's, it'll be good to get him up into the the pace of the Premier League, and um, I, I, I fully expect those two to start the game. That's for sure. Okay, Jay, did you give me a prediction before, or are you going to give me another one? I think more of a realistic yeah, one. F- you said 4-0 four nil- four nil to Palace. 4-0 Palace. I'm going 4 nil Palace, mate. I'm going 4 nil Palace. Yep. OK, interesting there from Jason. Interesting. Out of the hat, mate. Out, Out of the hat. hat. Okay. Otherwise, otherwise, either 4 nil Palace, but Tottenham might sneak it 2 nil at the same time. OK, interesting there from Jason. Give us a double one. Interesting. Michael, <laughs> let's, let's come round to you. Give us a prediction, Mike. What do you think? 
Um, I agree with John. It could be a 2-1 Spurs. Um, mm-hmm. I, I could even see Palace maybe taking a lead. Slow start. Oh. Crowd get behind them, maybe second half and two, and two goals. Um, it's going to be tight, this one. It's not going to be easy. People, whatever people think of Palace, it um, could be slightly lethargic. Um, and they've had the free week. I think Spurs have had the day off today. So, um, yeah, it's not easy being in Europe. So, uh, yeah, I'll take a 2-1 now as well. Yeah, all about how we start that game, isn't it? All about how we yeah. start. Mike, yeah. I can't thank you enough for coming on tonight, making your debut. It's been such a pleasure. I hope, Mike, we'll get you back on at some point in the future. Uh, absolutely. Thanks very much for having me. Oh, you've been such a top man. Thank you very much. John, thanks for coming back on. Pleasure as always. No, the pleasure's been on mine, mate. Honestly, I've, when, I, when I knew I was doing this show tonight, Post Real Madrid, oh. I did wonder what kind of show it might have been. I know, Obviously, not a bad one, eh? Know, but, but mate, unbelievable, yeah. fantastic. Throw all the superlatives you can at what happened last night, and we'll remember it forever. And uh, so pleased to be able to uh, come on here with you guys and have oh. a chat about it. We're fantastic. pleased to have you, John. We're pleased to have you. Been fantastic, and what a show we've done. It's been absolutely brilliant. Jace, thank you as always. No problem, mate. No Good worries. To be on and- and we're going to speak Fingers to you soon, Jace, aren't we? So a safe flight, Jace, back to you to Thailand. We're going to get you back on a week or so, aren't we? It's a bit of a, it's a week's break for you. Week's break, a uh, bit of time off, and time um, off. I can I can enjoy watching the reruns on that that flight home. <laughs> Try and get a DVD from somewhere, or, or download all the highlights or something, and just annoy the person next to me for twelve hours. Oh, just dear. keep saying, "Oh look, we're about to beat Real Madrid," and, and that's what I'll do. Oh, is it worth twelve hours, Jace? Though, in terms of coming over, it must have been must be incredible, isn't it? Thinking back now, and you just think, oh, worth worth a worth a lot more than the twelve hours, mate. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, a bit, a bit. Well, guys, we are going to be back on Monday night. Well, I'm going to be back anyway. We've got a great show coming up. Fingers crossed. Talking about yet another Tottenham win, a real glory, glory night at Wembley. And as always, come on, you Spurs! Great skill. Podcast Network.